0: Hello and welcome to Faith Facts with Father Howard. I'm Lindsay here with Father Howard. And on today's episode, we will be discussing the Stations of the Cross. So, let's do it. <laughs> hey, <Sorry>. Lindsay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this topic is is actually it's a it's a dear topic because it's it's probably one of the oldest and and very dear uh, parts of, of Lenten practice. Mm-hmm. Um, it has gone through a variety of of transitions as far as the stations of the traditional stations of the cross, and then there were modern versions based on on, on poverty and social justice issues. There were. Modern versions, based on you know uh, more modern circumstances or situations, one might find uh, where you have uh, the stations representing uh, the homelessness, hunger. So it's it's been all over the board. But what what tends to happen is that after you have some of these, and and they have spurts of 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 popularity or notoriety, is that a lot of times they go back to the original scriptural uh, versions or ones rooted in scripture that that seem to be the the ones that people gravitate more uh, and and are more regular. But it is is one of those devotions that really goes back a long ways and is very comforting for people Um, and in one of the Lenten practices. But it's becoming also, even for any number of folks of faith where they will pray the stations outside of Lent. And you will see people in churches and various churches, you know, where before mass, maybe, or before some sort of service. And you will find people walking the way of the cross, mm-hmm. praying the stations, uh, or they might be praying the rosary. I have seen at times priests who are going to the different stations, praying their breviary. There is something about, you know, the, the, depictions and and what they represent, the realities and the the spiritual realities that they represent that really uh, captures uh, folks and captures their imagination, their spiritual imagination.
0: And it's obviously important because you go in almost any church and you see the stations up in the church. Yes.
1: Yes. And some of them have, you know, some very beautiful depictions. Some are much more modern. and it all depends. It all depends, you know, but but somewhere, somehow they have the stations depicted uh, along the walls of the church. They'll have them outside the church, sometimes in a in a prayer garden of some sort. Yep. Uh, for example, Holy Hill, certainly, mm-hmm. you know, they have the stations out there. So it's it it really does strike a chord with a lot of folks. And, and it, it, it really goes pretty deep. It, it's a devotion you know that that primarily I say for the for a lot of the history uh, there have been various numbers and renditions of the stations there weren't always basically the 15 that we have now uh, 14 has been the standard for the probably the longest period of time uh, but they go back uh, quite a ways to to somehow identifying various scenes in the passion of Christ you know that that, uh, its origins, you know, where people after the resurrection experience and such, uh, people wanted to go back to those places that that held a, a special meaning that that maybe they were there. You know, they might have been there. Um, maybe it is something that they remembered. Maybe it is about that other people were crucified along with Christ that that, that also touched their lives. Um, but it really starts uh, in the patristic era uh, of in early centuries of Christianity where the fathers of the church were in the mothers of the church were going into caves and and doing a lot of writing and, and reflecting and those kinds of things and then it carried through the Middle Ages uh, so quite some time and again there was there was this encouragement and, and uh, it was more popularized encouraged by many of the Church Fathers, is that you need to go on a pilgrimage. You need to go to these sacred spots. Uh, You need to go to these sacred places in order to really, you know, to grow in your faith. And so these stations really became places of, of pilgrimage, became places that, holy places, that were designated, you know, marked out, whatever, and oftentimes very much encouraged by uh, the fathers of the church in the patristic era and continued to grow throughout uh, the Middle Ages. In about the, the 12th century, um, it, it really took hold. Uh, in fact, there was a date that I noticed from the uh, Catholic Encyclopedia, which I had to Ooh. find a little bit of this information out.
0: Like, wait,
1: a book encyclopedia or online? A book encyclopedia. And it's right here.
0: You could, like, drop it on the table and it would go
1: thunk. (laughs) I didn't go online because I had this (laughs) marked out. Oh, it speaks of a different generation. (laughs) But anyway, in 1342, the Franciscans took over the shrines uh, of, of the Holy Land. And so there, the history of the Franciscans with these sacred spaces goes back a long ways. And they really promoted the stations uh, for pilgrimage, for places of prayer, uh, for places So not only the shrines that, that had been built and, or I'd say begun to be built, any number built since then and any number of fights over them, of course, but they really um, promoted the stations. Uh, and even to this very day, you know, the Franciscans, you know, have places where they promote this type of piety. Uh, and, and I use that t- term in the best sense uh, that uh, providing building, uh, taking care of sacred space where people can encounter God in a special way. And so it's it's uh, it was really the stations were promoted, uh, as I mentioned before, is that the number and the variety varied uh, for quite some time. Um, You know, there were, you know, a dozen, there were 14, there were, you know, just the numbers were all over, depending upon what was popular at any point in time. Over time though, uh, the four stations became a little more standard. Um, And by the 16th century, Uh, Though it was not yet standard, it was getting there. Uh, By the 18th century, and through a number of promulgations by various popes and such, um, the stations really, uh, the 14 stations became standard. That's what you saw. They were depicted uh, by various artists, I should say, sculptors, um, all recognizing the fact that because these pilgrimages, pilgrimages were so promoted, obviously, everybody couldn't go on a pilgrimage. You had to have money, you had to have resources, you had to have means. And so in order to address the need of people going, you know, uh, basically, you know, not Muhammad going to the mountain, but the mountain coming to Muhammad, you might say, is that the stations came to the people, particularly in France. In England, uh, you had various renditions of churches, many of them Franciscan, other types of churches, where they brought the stations or the depictions of the stations. They brought them to the local folks where folks could gather and folks could make their own mini pilgrimage, mm-hmm. maybe to a shrine someplace else. It would be like in Washington County, where you would have the shrine of the Basilica. Mm-hmm or uh, Holy Hill, you would have that shrine where people could, uh, on the local front, could go and could make a pilgrimage you know, to Holy Hill. And by doing so, gathering to pray in a special place, a place recognized by the diocese or by the church in general as being a sacred space, and they could go and they could pray these stations, you know, uh, on, a, on a personal level.
0: But the churches, the local churches they were coming from wouldn't have them. It would just be like nothing in our church, but Holy Hill has it. Correct. So we're going to Holy Hill to do this. Originally, that yes. would that would be okay. the case.
1: Over time, it became a standard uh uh, piece, you might say, of of, of the local churches, mm-hmm. because the uh, because of the popularity of people praying these, and and because of the promotion of it uh, over a period of time, is that eventually more and more of the depictions became uh, part and parcel of each you know home parish, because it was it was something demanded, and it's interesting because the church, again, you get a sense of how important these were. Is that the church itself might have been a very simple structure, but then you have these magnificent carvings and sometimes they were purchased, you know, from overseas by famous artists. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they were purchased, you know, uh, in other states by very well-known artists. Uh, Sometimes they were more of a local rendition, but you have a very simple church and then you have these magnificent stations, you know, which says the building is not so much but the stations i mean it, it's it's about people's piety and and what's important to them and and and, and what they focus on uh, you can see that in any number of churches you know in in different places uh, of how most of everything is simple but boy those stations are very nice
0: yeah i love yeah. the stations at holy angels i they, think
1: they're beautiful they're gorgeous they're absolutely gorgeous and they they fit they fit the decor of the church. Somebody was, when they built this church, uh, the one in uh, in the early 1900s, when they built the, the, the church that we have today, is that they really thought it through well.
0: Well, these aren't the original stations of the church.
1: Where are they? Do you know? These,
0: um, I think these came from somewhere in Green Bay, I think, oh. um, in the 70s or 80s, when they remodeled the church and like took out all of the... Um, Side altars? Side those altars and of all of that stuff. They put in very, very simple wooden, um, I think wooden, that's what the picture looks like, uh, stations. Okay. And then when they re- did another remodel and fixed things, they
1: put those stations in. Uh, I was not aware of that. Yeah. I thought... They look like they
0: fit, though. Yeah, absolutely. They they look like they belong.
1: Uh, One of the the nice things about Holy Angels is that it was spared sometimes the ravaging that was done to churches in the 70s when when some of the changes were going through. There was a a real lack sometimes of appreciation of what what the Second Council was asking for. And so sometimes with some of these older churches and such, they just did a number on them. Uh, Unfortunately so. We, We lost... You know, some of the beauty of the artwork and, and the carving and such. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, Holy Angels really was spared, although the side altars were removed. Yeah. Uh, the um, When you have the main altar and you have like these stations, there is a beauty and there is a sacredness to these yeah. that really are people appreciate.
0: Um, and you can see them close up if you go to our website. Just a little side note, HAWB.org. One year I got on a ladder and took pictures of every station and just the colors are awesome and oh, yes wonderful. you can go look at them.
1: Wonderful. People wonderful. out there in
0: listening land can go look and I, I'm pretty sure I posted there's a, a news article that had a picture of the old stations in there as well. So you can see that as well. Just side note.
1: What's what's interesting, you know, with with uh, the development of the stations and, and I find it intriguing that some of these very important um, very important uh, pieces of, of personal piety and, and of spirituality that, that people connect with, is that uh, with with modern liturgists after the Second Vatican Council in the 60s, with modern liturgists saying that, you know, the passion, the suffering, death, and, and you know, of, of the passion of Jesus is incomplete without the resurrection. <laughs> what was happening is that in in some of the more modern uh, renditions of, of the stations, you would have a kind of a bit of an addendum, or you'd have like a uh, in way in the back, you'd have a prayer with a fifteenth station on the resurrection. Mm-hmm. It wasn't part of the 14th, I remember that. But it would usually be an addendum, you know, with some of the printing of the book. Just
0: like a pa- yeah, a page in a book, like yeah.
1: huh. exactly. Where's
0: the station?
1: And some places would use it, some would not. Um, and because, you know, it's not the original now, pretty much what they do is that you find it's it has the 15. The resurrection has really become more and more known as the 15th station yeah. of the cross. And, and I think that there was a wisdom there because, again, we going back to one of our first, you know, broadcasts in a sense was... Uh, suffering and suffering self is meaningless that's 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 called mental illness you know if we torture ourselves for torturing sake Mm -hmm. is that the passion the passion has its meaning because of the resurrection and so it makes sense then with you know with the liturgical uh ways of thinking today that the passion makes sense or i should say doesn't make sense without resurrection and so now when you find the versions that are printed it I, have, I guess I haven't found one anyway recently that that does not have the 15th station of the resurrection.
0: Do you read the 15th station during Lent?
1: I do. If you're doing stations yeah. of the cross. I do. do. Because to me, it, it points, points it points to what we're doing all of this for, you know, <laughs> celebrating Easter, you know. Yeah. And it, it points to that. It's like that candy bar that you had mentioned that Father uh, Britton would put on his desk. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, that that was for Easter, you uh-huh. know, that. You know, and, and he would just leave it there as a reminder. In many ways, I see that as a reminder uh, that it is it points to what we're doing this for and the wise. Yeah. yeah.
0: Are all of the stations that we traditionally have, are they found in the Bible or are they taken?
1: No, they're pretty much found in the Bible. There are different aspects of the Bible found in various gospels, okay. you know, of, of the stations that uh, they would all be found. They were all scripturally based. Um, one of the reasons I also know that is that there are a couple of different sets of stations. One in particular that I, I like that is all scripture based. Mm-hmm. And you are able to go from beginning to end. And there is, a, uh, there is a, a verse of scripture that is read. And then there is a reflection on that. I personally like that again, it it helps people to become more familiar with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing sometimes of how we teach without ever teaching. Is that each of these is scripturally based? There is then a reflection, and then there is a, a short prayer that goes with it. I find those for my own personal prayer. I find those to be particularly, um, uh, yeah, particularly comforting, and and it helps my own prayer. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a number that, like I said, have are more modern. Um, again, it's like anything, <laughs> you know, it, it goes into a direction of of the homeless Jesus, of the suffering Jesus. of and it could be, you know, how we carry the crosses of other people or how other people carry crosses that are placed on them by society, by culture. Uh, they all have a value. Some are a, little, are a little out there, but that's okay. But they all have a value because that's the beauty of it, is that the passion and death and resurrection of Jesus is found still happening today. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's when we're able to, uh, to look at some of the lives of people like a Dorothy Day, for example, uh, Mother Teresa, uh, you know, people like that. That in many ways are living, uh, we're living these stations at any different points, number of points in their life, is that the stations? I believe when done well, they connect us with our own life, with our own suffering, uh, with our own sense of loss, with our own you know dying. We connect, we relate. I think that's you know when you even look at and you watch or when you go through the stations. These are, are real life things that happen to a human being, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that it doesn't take a huge leap then to realize Sometimes I suffer and sometimes I suffer unjustly and, 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 and sometimes I have to go through death. And sometimes I am falsely accused. Sometimes I am betrayed. And sometimes there are those unexpected Simons that come into our lives that carry the burden for me because I can't go on. That's one of the beauties is that when people are able to take that and they're able to connect it with their own life. One of the beauties of the stations. And I think that it's one of those things that are a popularity people can relate to. Mm-hmm. If people couldn't relate to it, it will go. It would go the by. It would have been popular for a while. It'll be, you know, and then after a while, it'll get lost except for a very few. When something is this popular, when something is, is this major, you might say, that is not only relegated to like the season of Lent. Um, then you begin to realize there's there's a value here that's certainly worthwhile mm-hmm. looking at and and exploring more.
0: Um, when you you're talking about how they people wanted you to go on pilgrimage to the Holy yes. Land and do the stations. And, um, I've never been there. What do you see? Have you done? Have you been there?
1: I, I've been to the Holy Land a couple of times. And when you walk, I mean, part of it, you're going through what is called the old city and and. And what you do see at times, there are shrines built on places and obviously you have to use your imagination, you know, that this was a much simpler time and a much more rustic time. But part of it is just walking the old streets and seeing these old buildings, any number that probably were there originally, uh, or at least parts of them. The smells, the sights, the sounds, which are still very much, you know, whether the open market, people walking through the city, animals walking through the some of the streets. So you would have experienced some of that, a little bit of the spectacle of that. And then you go to different, different stations. And then as you walk out of the city, when they, you know, going up to Gethsemane or the Garden of Gethsemane and some of the trees, they will tell you, Probably date back oh my gosh. to the time when Jesus would have been there, and going you know up the hill at Golgotha. You know, you, you walk up a hill. I mean, and and you um, you get a sense of the reality of, of it. <clears throat> now, like anything, you know, there are uh, stories that get built around it and such, but there is nothing like walking the land and and getting a feel of the land. And the ancientness of that city of Jerusalem. I mean, there's the new part, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the ancient city, uh, what that would have been like <clears throat> of walking out and uh, going up, you know, and carrying a cross. Um, man, you know, just walking even on cobblestones and such can be pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention when when we were there, the heat of the day. Mm-hmm. Um of what that must have been like, it just helps to stoke the imagination. I would certainly recommend, if you get the chance, you know, to go, uh, because it is a place of pilgrimage, and and you're able to, in any number of ways, you're able to go into what an upper room would have been like, what the garden, a sense of what the garden would have been like, mm-hmm. a sense of, 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 you know, what what walking those streets would have been like, at least some of it. And, and it it really does stir the spiritual imagination.
0: Uh, does it say on a wall like first station or the yeah members? they
1: do they or do they have do them marked you know marked. Uh, and then they have you know as any tourist area
0: maps <laughs>
1: maps they have it all <laughs> and it's maps? all marked out. Uh, you can do this yourself. It's I always. Uh, like the fact that they do have some very good guides with that, and they're able to point out some things of of just the landscape and uh, so it's nice to have a little bit of a guide. However, you do see a number of people walking them alone too, just walking that sometimes you will see people on their knees oh, going, through on the en- on co- going through the going through the entire process. I mean there are tremendous acts of faith that people. Uh, you know, do in order to, you know, to help their spiritual experience. Um, so it's it's it really does kind of open your eyes and your heart a little bit different way. I, it, it was a wonderful experience to be able to do that. And it was a tremendous gift to be able to do that. So I would recommend it if, if a person is able to go.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know, I guess challenge you to. Go to Jerusalem if you can, though I know a lot of people can't. Yeah. Go to Holy Hill if you can and walk up the stations. They start at the bottom of the hill and you gotta walk up.
1: Gotta walk up, correct.
0: Come see them at Holy Angels or nothing else. Go online and look at them at our stations and just kinda contemplate.
1: And if you haven't in a while, I would suggest too is pick up a booklet. But I would say virtually every church that you walk in will have some sort of, of of addition of the stations that are available. Is that pick them up or even go online? And I'm sure I'm sure that they're there. Everything else is um, not your encyclopedia, but yes. But. <laughs> but you know to to pray through it, and I and I mean that you know very deliberate pray through it because it, it in so many ways, and even some of the modern versions, versions of it. Pray through it, and you will be amazed sometimes of how we can relate uh, to, to what's happening. And it doesn't take much just to close your eyes and to spend a few moments saying, I know what that's like. And maybe you're going through it right now, and you say, I know what that's like. I've been betrayed. I've been berated. I have been called names that I should never have been called. I have been treated like garbage. I have had people help walk with me. I have had people, you know, mop my brow, you might say, when I needed it most through an act of kindness. Beauty of the stations is that you can connect it to real life. And so I would just suggest grabbing a rendition and and spending a little time. It's amazing, I suspect, will come to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much for educating us on stations. Most welcome. Hope you took a little something out of it, everyone. And we will see you next time.